you're standing in front of a group of people with a microphone and it's like all right make me laugh dude yeah better be funny and like it, that's that's serious pressure it was and it, it but what made me not give up on it was i uh did a show once and my very last joke made everybody laugh real hard and i got a bunch of applause and i was like wow that felt good i haven't felt applause like that in a while you know wow. so, so push come to shove i uh just i kept pushing myself at it and i made it happen what's up everybody and welcome to episode number 11 of the jason juliet podcast where we talk to real people about the experiences that have shaped their perspectives and try to take away some lessons that we can all learn from as you just heard my guest today is stand-up comedian greg the angry texan parrot in the show, we're going to talk about his journey with the performing arts, through his acting, his writing, and doing stand-up, as well as the life of a performer off the stage. Uh, Greg's been a veteran of the comedy world and has been entertaining people in one way or another virtually his entire life, and is a prime example of how persistence really can pay off. Uh, as you're going to hear, Greg does a lot of his writing in coffee shops, so we decided to sit down at one of his regular hangouts where he does his writing, which is Richard's Fine Coffee in Winter Haven, Florida. Uh, you may hear some ambient barista noises, but uh, the audio turned out better than I expected. And I have to give a huge shout-out and a thank you to the wonderful staff at Richard's for accommodating us and really stamping the show with some real character. So uh, with that, please welcome to the podcast a man I'm honored to call my friend, Greg the Angry Texan Parrot. Dude, I'm just gonna start. We're here at uh, we're here at the coffee shop. I'm here with Gregory Parrot. Hello there. Hey, man. What's going on? Hey. So first of all, um, we should describe that this is actually the first one of these I've done in a coffee shop. I've usually been in a pretty, uh, like I guess, more secluded environments. So so this is kind of cool being out in the public. I sort of like it. There's this nice ambience going on here. We got a little bit of low music here. They're making coffee. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Welcome to Coffee Talk. Now, you said you come here all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a regular here. This is uh, this is where I come to do a lot of my writing and do a lot of my uh, thinking. Now, writing. So, for those who don't know Gregory Parrott, what are we writing? Uh, jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, do stand-up comedy, so uh, everybody's got to have that one spot you want to come to, to... I mean, some people go to a quiet, secluded park or this, that. I just like to be around my uh, delicious coffee. I got you. So um, how long have you been doing stand-up comedy now? I actually meant to ask you this for a while ago, and this is something I don't even know. Well, I've been into stand-up now for about six years. Um, it's, uh, it's still slow going. I've made it to where I'm making money now at it. There you go. That's that's the, the whole trick of it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just work your way up. And it's, uh, it's, you know, chasing your dreams. And I'm still, you know, 40 years old now. So I've, I've got to continue to uh, not give up. If I've made it this far, I might as well continue with it. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's almost a similar story to the way things go with musicians. You know, I've had a couple of musicians on the podcast. I've, I've certainly won myself for a long time. And it's, uh, it's a grind. you got to be out there every day, like, really going for it. Yeah, for those that don't know... You were one of the most amazing drummers I've ever I've ever heard. <laughs> it was uh, there's, I, I I I did my best. 
I did my best. It was it was a lot of fun though. I had a lot of fun playing music for a long time, but but thank you. I appreciate that. And and see this is this is where I feel bad here. So you've definitely seen me play the drums. I've never heard any of your stand up before. And I was actually sort of impressed. You know, I saw you popping up on Facebook a few years back and you know, me and Greg have been friends for oh what, man? over a decade yeah at I least, mean, it's it, been decade. a while yeah. it's, it's been a while we used to wait tables together at the carabas italian restaurant in winter haven uh actually we're probably not far from there are we no no we're actually about a mile wow i haven't been in there <laughs> i don't even know if i'd be able to find it right now holy crap but um but we've known each other for quite a while and you started popping up on facebook and i started realizing wait a minute was how long has craig been into comedy and it's i guess it's been going on six years now yeah uh before that i was you know an, an actor and that's what brought me to florida i'd done acting and okay. i was i was in the uh, uh with a company called west texas productions and i did a, a wild west gunfight show and a pirate show that what? was uh, contracted at cypress gardens and you know it was cool because people would say you know what do you do for a living and i'd be like well some days i'm a cowboy and some days i'm a pirate and <laughs> Somebody gets sick. I'm both in one day, so it uh, it was rewarding. It was the and to this day, I don't, I don't care what you know, money or anything I ever accomplished in this world. That was the best job, most fun, most fulfilling job were, were I ever there, had. Was it for kids? Was there a lot of kids that came no, to that was, mainly? Or it was everybody. It was just it was an outdoor theaters, and we shot real you know live guns. Oh wow! Blanks and. Uh, sword fighting and we shot water at the audience in the pirate show and so uh, this was a this was a production this yeah, was like yeah, quite was an experience a, yeah it was uh it was cool and the company had uh done shows all over the country at so many different theme parks and uh they were just uh it was just an amazing experience i mean i had people from all around the world there were people that would come in on buses from from canada you know that didn't speak english and they would wow. just watch the show because it was slapstick and it was funny yeah and there were guns now let's not forget about that right <laughs> everybody loves those and so you, you mentioned something being from texas you said you were in the west texas touring company was that it? yeah it was west texas productions, productions. they're, they're uh, based out of arlington actually the dallas fort worth metroplex uh the company originally started at the very first six flags over texas as a Wild West gunfight show, uh, as a comedy Wild West gunfight show. Uh, and it grew from there. And whenever I had the the opportunity to audition for them here in Florida to, to fill in a, a show, uh, it was... An you jumped at it. Oh, you know, it was an overwhelming experience because as a kid, I remember seeing that Wild West, same Wild West gunfight show when I was a little kid going to Six Flags Over Texas. So it was a very humbling experience to... to being the the group and it's almost like being in a group of um fraternity brothers because so many people from west texas productions have gone on to bigger and better things wow uh well one of one of which was my friend chris carter uh worked for the company uh did the wild west gunfight show in valdosta florida same company uh went on to be a producer from nascar Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And like if you went to another country and was watching Nash NASCAR on TV, you're watching his show being produced. Wow. Uh, another uh, graduate went on to be in the finals of Wheel of Fortune. Oh, wow. <laughs> the guy was a genius. And we've had uh, another one, uh, Jerdog Danley. He's uh, up in uh, the Chicago area and he's doing uh, stand up comedy. So we have a lot of talent that have gone on to bigger and better things. Uh, Mike Lee from. Uh, 
from the show. He's uh, now the morning radio host out of uh, Lakeland, Florida, Max ninety eight point three. Wow. So. So this is this is a pretty good group of guys. Yeah, that it's, you're it's, with. yeah, it's kind of cool being in this fraternity, and yeah. like they still continue to do the shows throughout the country. And every once in a while, you get to stop in, and they'll say, "Hey, would you like to to fill in?" And you're like, hey, "Yeah, maybe." Wow. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. So, what was the uh, what was the transition? Now, that sounds like it was sort of comedy and acting. Yeah, you said that you originally came from acting. Like, what was the what was the point that you were acting when you thought, you know what? I'd like to try comedy or, or did you always start out like that? well it's it's funny that you say that I did a lot of uh, theater in college and and I seemed to excel in doing comedy roles uh, and I was always a class clown and I remember that and, from working with yeah, you yeah, I mean, oh, I mean <laughs> if, if, if you haven't been good friends with Greg like dude all the time just in the yeah, back just, of the resume even in the front with tables I'm never serious crazy. I don't I don't yeah. know why I can't I can't take life serious I mean I'm, I get so frustrated and mad and everything and I'm my own worst hypocrite but most of the time yeah I'm, that's my biggest downfall is goofing off but well, you've um, turned it into a strength here, it right. sounds like, you know? Well, when the show, uh, when Cypress Gardens got bought out by Legoland, um, uh, our contract wasn't renewed. And so we all had to find other things to do, and I, I hadn't done much. And then one of my longtime friends, Devin Seabold, who was just fresh into comedy, was like, Hey, dude, you're real funny, and you've got a knack for the stage. Why don't you try to stand up? And so I said, Okay. It started out as I went to a couple of writing workshops at the Orlando Improv, and it was ran by Gary Minke, uh, a, a seasoned comic that had been around for 20 years, and and we would learn to write better. And I did other workshops, like Christopher Titus stopped in, you know, to give us, uh, you know, and I just kept doing stand-up and i mean i was god awful and to this day there's sometimes i look at my videos after a show and i'm like that was horrible i'm my own worst critic nerve-wracking thing is. i mean you're standing in front of a group of people with a microphone and it's like all right make me laugh dude yeah better be funny and like it, that's that's serious pressure it was and it, it but it was it, what made me not give up on it was i uh did a show once and my very last joke made everybody laugh real hard, and I got a bunch of applause. And I was like, wow, that felt good. I haven't felt applause like that in a while, you know, wow. from being on stage from something. So uh, push come to shove, I uh, just I kept pushing myself at it, and I made it happen. And, and now it's just, you know, continuing, and I'm trying to continue to make, you know, better new jokes and cleaner because uh, I do have a foul mouth at times, but I've learned in this. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> I've learned in this business though that you have to. The, the you get more work doing clean comedy, and that was one of the last things my mom told me a month before she passed away. She said, "I want you to do clean your comedy," and I said, "I give you my word, I will." Just gonna take a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be some work, dude. I, I tell you what, I, I I actually had some similar type. Uh, well, really, challenges with this thing is like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast now. Is this going to be clean? Is this going? Is there going to be profanity? Like, what are going to be the limits of talking about? Like, what I'm going to talk about? And at the end of the day, you just can't unring that bell. Like, once you get on here and start cursing and doing this and that, it's like you're sort of branded as this person that's going to do that. And, and you know, I don't want. You know, I, I try to talk about bigger ideas and things that, you know, we shouldn't really need to use too much profanity for to get the point across. And it just it, it just seems better. I, I want it to be accessible to more people. I want everybody to be able to hear these ideas. And so I just decided 
let's just keep things clean for now and see where it goes. Right, right. Like, try to treat it as a job interview. Right. I have a, my show tomorrow is at a very famous coffee shop in Fort Lauderdale. Okay, go ahead. Where, where, where's your show tomorrow? Uh, it's at Underground's Coffee House, and it's on Federal Highway. I don't have the exact address with me. I, you know what, honestly, and this is uh, this is probably a good time to apologize to everybody, fans and guests. I am just so far behind in getting these out. I mean, I have, at the time we're sitting here talking, I still only have one interview released, and that was my very first one with Colleen. I have nine more sitting on my laptop that I have literally not had 10 minutes to sit down and edit. I grossly overestimated the amount of free time that I would have on this tour. And uh, I wish this would be out in time to promote your shows. Do you have, do you have any coming out later? Any any shows uh, coming? Yes, uh, September twenty second, Lakeland, Florida. September. Uh, yeah, that one. I, uh, okay, where's that at? Do you, uh, do you know off the top of your head? I yes, know it's, it's going to be at Lakeland Live, which is downtown Lakeland. Uh, it's being produced by uh, uh, Hall Communications, Max ninety eight point three, Spanix Pools, and I think a barbecue place. I, can't, I don't remember the sponsor. Anyways, it is the guy foremost mentioned mike lee uh it's his 40th birthday oh nice. they're roasting him oh and i am one of the roasters okay so this is gonna be great it's gonna have alan newcomb uh who has been on tv he's been with uh chad prather have you seen yeah his i actually videos? have uh devin seabold of course who's been on fox laughs and travel channel and is monsters morning comedian of the year uh, oh wow it's also gonna have jeff jones who has been on ellen uh, and the Roastmaster is going to be uh, Eric Michaels, which is the uh, co-host of the Max Morning Show. Wow, man. So it's going to be uh, great. That's a, tickets that's a go hell of a on, lineup. Yeah, tickets go on sale, I think it's August 13th. So if you're local in Lakeland, where would you get tickets to that? Uh, go online. Just so people know. Yeah, go online or type in uh, Max 9.3, and there should be uh, something that takes you to the tickets. Okay. Yeah, so the tickets can be purchased online. It gives you plenty of time to, if you're out of state, travel in, come see the show. There's a lot of uh, West Texas Productions alumni that should be coming in. Uh, a lot of people that just just love to come in and see people get made fun of. It's going to be great. Yeah. If you've ever wanted to hear me get made fun of, <laughs> there you go. This is your opportunity. Well, dude, see, I see, I see those roasts. Uh, like Comedy Central does the yeah. big ones, and they have the that are that are televised. And I don't get to watch too much television, but I've seen those. And I mean, they are just fall out of your chair, hilarious. I mean, it's no holds barred. Like they really cut loose on each other. It is, and it, I mean, it is not. We were just talking about prevent. It is not family friendly. I mean, this are, one, yeah, this one. They sent us a uh, guidelines. As soon oh. as as soon as I was contracted to do it, it there's guidelines they sent said, say this, say that, uh, don't say this, don't say that, and and so it was like, hey, this is they put this out there, you know, like so I can't be dropping f bombs, right? I can't be, you know, talking about, yeah, know, like adult situations, yeah, etc. Like that, but <laughs> but it's a roast, and I mean, uh, you just gotta you gotta go around those things the best yeah. way you can and be tasteful. So well, that's gotta, uh, that's got to be one of the things you're working on right now with the clean comedy promise is oh, uh, trying to be tasteful <laughs> and get around those. Like, yeah, and I'm going on a cruise in September. It gets back the day before the roast, so while I'm on the cruise, I'm gonna have plenty of time to sit down and just be on the Lido deck, you know, just um, you know, having some uh, drinks, yeah, you know, some yeah, 
some relaxing pina coladas and, and write some really funny stuff about other people <laughs> <laughs> and just make fun of them. <laughs> nice. So, so let me ask you this, man. This is something I've wanted to talk to you about. And, and, and from hearing all of the stuff that you've done, I didn't really know how into this you were. You know, I mean, people, people have hobbies, people have professions, and sometimes the line is blurred on how serious everyone takes it. But obviously taking this so seriously... Where do you think the role of comedy is right now? Because I, I think that right now with everything that's going on in the country, like being able to sit down and laugh at yourself, at others, at, you know, how seriously some people take life, including ourselves. I think that that's like I think that it's more important than a lot of people give it credit for. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on to, to talk about it, because I think it's an important thing. I think that more people need to lighten up a little bit and. I don't know. Where, I where do you think about that as a comic? I agree. There's just certain ways of, uh, well, the thing, the thing that I've learned the most, um, and I had a really good example this summer, is comedy is with us everywhere we go. Absolutely. Um, I had to go to a very, very just devastating funeral this summer. Uh, I lost a dear, dear family member, my niece, and at her funeral... They, they were telling stories about stuff that she did her younger years and made everybody laugh while everybody was still crying. And I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? That, that's a good thing. It's, it's there when we need it. And that's what I try to tell people is don't take stuff so much out of context. You know, lighten up. You know, have a joke every once in a while. But don't cross lines. Try not to, try not to go out of your way to offend somebody right i have a lot of jokes i have some jokes that i wrote you know in my early days of comedy that were funny and you can go on and see see online and now if i brought those back they'd be highly offensive to a lot of people right so i just keep those in my little book tucked away <laughs> until the uh the everything is pg right pc you know goes away because it comes in waves right when it goes away may bring those little shock jokes back yeah but until then they're going to be tucked away and i'm going to try not to you know make feminist jokes or anything I right. just, i'm just going to make fun of myself and, and and really my comedy is just all about stuff that pisses me off anyways piss, stuff that pisses you off right like i, I you know one of my staples is I get the most mad driving, and I get really mad being stuck in traffic. Yeah, your nickname, or, or what you go by in comedy, is the Angry Texan. Yeah. Right? So, I was guessing that most of the, most of your <laughs> stuff probably, I mean, if, if it's if it's apt to the name, it would probably be stuff that, that makes you angry. Yeah, and it's just, it's just basically just a big rant on life. Uh, and being from Texas, you know, I, I come down here to Florida, and I get on I-4, and I... I immediately represent my state and everybody that's ever been mad. I mean, basically. And it's weird because if you Google my name, I'm the first thing that pops up. And Texas is a big state. And there's a lot of pissed off people there. Wow. It took. A, I mean, when I first started out, if you typed in Angry Texan, George W. got on there and he was ranting about weapons of mass destruction. Wow. And now my algorithms have surpassed George W. Bush, and it's kind of like, wow, that's kind of cool. It's like That is pretty cool. I bet he's just all like, well, he took some heat off of me. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not the angry guy anymore. <laughs> but it's uh, and it's really hard right now getting a – I had a Twitter account and then lost the 
password now i gotta get another one and i'm like oh my god how many people are wanting to be me i mean uh, i say that selfishly but there's apparently a lot of people out there with the name angry texan yeah. as their handle on twitter well there, there's a lot of there's <laughs> a lot of people in texas and a lot of them are angry and that's you got you you beat you beat a lot of people to the punch on that one <laughs> i guess I, and i got and that's funny is that i got the nickname from working two jobs doing the shows and working at Carabas and I would come in the next day to the shows and talk about how I hated waiting tables on people <laughs> and I would just go off on like some big fat lady who wanted extra Alfredo and my pasta is not al dente and just I'm like lady like you're 300 pounds why are you bitching about it just eat it <laughs> and and they were like man you're always angry and and then everybody in the company I worked for had a nickname, you know, and uh, like Jerdog and Hoggy and and Donna. And so finally somebody just said, well, just he's the angry Texan, I guess. And it wasn't really a catchy nickname until I so got into comedy. And when did you first get that nickname? Like how long have you had been man, the angry Texan? It's weird. It has. It, I guess it goes back to about. I want to say somewhere around 2008 to 2010, somewhere in there, it just started. Oh, wow. Okay. It was just kind of like, you know, oh, there's the angry Texan, you know, so that way almost, before comedy. I was just going to say that almost predates comedy. So. Yeah, it, it was. And and then uh, when we got into the podcast right after I got into comedy, Mike Lee and, and Devin Siebold uh would go off of that and i want to give credit i think it was john donovan the guy we called donna i think it was him that actually named me the original like the original came up it's like that's the angry texan greg parrot you know right and it kind of stuck from there but it would just be like a, here comes the angry texan you know like <laughs> just kind of like you know tongue-in-cheek kind of funny you right know? But it wasn't like a, a nickname, nickname yet until we really got into the podcast and started doing comedy. And they were like, man, that's kind of a com cool comedy name, you know, like because that's how all of your jokes are so far as just you ranting about stuff. <laughs> So like, I started out with like a couple of Nancy Grace jokes and like just and it was never anything that really had a punchline. It was just me up there bitching about her. <laughs> so so dude, tell me about this. That that was something I didn't realize until we started talking off air today. I had no idea that you had a podcast. And you said that, that you yeah. had a podcast for a little bit with two other guys. Well, uh, there's five of us. It was uh we were called Kings of the Podcastle. And uh <laughs> we had a great studio and it was when my buddy Mike Lee was pretty getting heavy into radio and so we were doing this on the side and you could still look us up online uh, we still have a lot of episodes and that was back when oof, i used to do a lot of jaeger bombs back in the day oh boy <laughs> there were times where you just i mean this was sometimes this, the podcast was a wreck because we were all drunk and talking over each other <laughs> oh, but we had points and we had little skits that we did and it was uh it was a great time, and uh, that's why we've never taken the website down, because from time to time, you have friends over, like, hey, you want to listen to something funny? How many episodes did you guys do, and how long did you oh, keep it going man. for? We we had it for about three years, and we did one episode a week, so it was... Wow, yeah, you, so was, you had, all, like, about 150 episodes, yeah, give was, or take. It was, yeah, it was... It wow. Was some, and there was a bunch that, you know, Devin wasn't in, because he was already starting to get on tour and comedy, and then... 
then I was going through this really nasty divorce and marriage thing, and I missed out on a bunch. And damn, sorry about that, man. I oh, that like, was yeah. yeah, that was a rough patch. I tell everybody out there, um, if you date somebody and you get serious, go ahead and do a background check on them. It, that doesn't hurt. No one's no one needs to know that you did a background check. Just it's <laughs> just just do that. I tell anybody out there that's my one advice. You can go online. Just type their name in, pay the 25 bucks, get your information. Whew. Okay, they're not crazy and they don't have like a record and they've ne- they haven't been married more than five times. Then, you know, Jeez. you'll be, yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Well, that's that's words of wisdom that everybody like could follow. I mean, that's something they could they could definitely learn, man. That situation was just yeah, that's, that's uh, something else. Yeah, I'm still writing jokes about it. I got a lot of ex-wife. Really? Yeah, I got a lot of ex-wife material. I mean, huh. A woman was very, very unfaithful, you know, just, I mean, she had been ran through by so many different men, and that's where I gave her the nickname Red Rover. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's pretty sad when I was watching a bunch of kids one day playing Red Rover, and this, this girl just takes off running, just busts through like takes like half the the chain you know they're all holding hands yeah takes like half of them out and uh <laughs> and i just thought to myself i was like that's kind of like my ex-wife <laughs> it's pretty sad oh man i gotta see one of these shows now absolutely um, yeah we'll have to work this out a little better the, the this this tour I, I did my best to plan it but it's been so improvised and i've been rolling with the punches but I, next time i get down to florida i want to make sure that I, I can get out to one of your dates for absolutely sure. and like i'll have some dates coming up in texas in the next year so i'll yeah, make sure dude, that, you gotta uh, let me know if you're ever in uh, austin or i just uh sent my application in to the uh north texas uh comedy festival that's going to be happening in denton i'm still waiting to hear back to see now, when I'm, is that uh, it's in november okay and if that happens that's a great time of year i mean i love november in texas it's sometimes it's kind of cool sometimes it's a little chilly but it's always nice right and it's it's that perfect time of fall that, that's the closest we have to a fall is uh, that one that they, one they month won, there yeah. yep that's october's it. october's now are still miserable yep. in north texas it's yep. horrible but uh yeah i want to get down to austin and uh there's uh, I'm some, I'm going to be submitting myself to the comedy festival down there this year. So awesome, uh, man! Yeah, because Austin just continues to blow up, and all my friends are like, "Got to come see us!" And this scene belongs to you, and everybody wants me to come down. And I'm I'm excited because, you know, from the comics that I have met from the Dallas Fort Worth area and a couple that I've met from the Austin area, it it just seems like it's just open family welcoming. You know, like come in, comics. We you know we want to be close. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things I want to get back to. I've I've only done a little bit of comedy in the state that I'm from, and it's odd. But you know, to carry the nickname moniker that I have, uh, you know, I have to make sure that whenever I do something in Texas, it has to be the best show every time. Yeah, just like my favorite band of all time, Pantera. I could see them <laughs> anywhere else, but in if you saw them in Dallas, Texas, you saw the absolute best show they could possibly put on right on the planet every time. <laughs> So speaking of future gigs, future intentions, now you're from Texas and you're talking about playing shows in Texas. What's the future hold for the angry Texan? Are you going to stay in Florida? Are you thinking about trying to get back to Texas? Like, uh, what, what do you think here? 
I'm eventually getting back. I have, like I said, I have a so house. You are, you do have intentions. Yeah, right? I have a house in Graham, Texas, that I go back and once a month and work on. I didn't come this month because it was 118 degrees. I'm not, I'm not coming yeah, in that crap. It's not exactly house. You don't no. want to be roofing. No. <laughs> 118 degrees. Yeah, I got to get a new roof too. It's just, it's, it's a fixer upper project. It's the house I grew up in, but you know, everybody says, you know, why don't you sell it? You'll have all this money. I'm like, yeah, but when it comes to retire, you know, like. What if housing is more expensive, you know, and I can't afford a house at that point? Yeah, property is always a nice thing to hold on to. It's a good thing to have. And I got a guy from my hometown that I grew up, you know, around, and uh, he's he's working construction. He's got a really good, you know, honest living, and he doesn't do much. And he's like, hey, mind if I rent your old bedroom? I'm like, yeah. So I basically I have a glorified roommate. Yeah. And so I know no one's going into my room, so whenever I fly in, I just give them a call say hey i'm coming in this weekend or i get there and we run into each other a little bit or he'll help he'll help out with the work and that's nice so that's peace of mind yeah yeah and he's got a little dog that's real sweet and she's i guess uh it's kind of a you know guard dogs so you don't want people breaking into your place when you're not there (laughs) so if you moved back to texas would it immediately be into that house or are you thinking about being like okay i'd probably because eventually that's what i wanted to do in comedy is just travel and do comedy and then always have my base of operations back in my hometown yep because i will get so and it's funny because when i'm in my hometown i go up to my buddy's house it's out in the middle of nowhere you can't at nighttime you can you can't even see your hand in front of your face it's so dark but it's so quiet and peaceful and i get so much writing done i get cup of coffee i could just sit there for hours and just chill dude i i wish i could explain to people the the peacefulness of the country and i mean and i mean that could be anywhere i mean i grew up in pennsylvania you're talking about texas but just like away from the cities and the other thing that i always say if you can get away from the light pollution the stars if you have never seen the stars in the countryside out of light pollution oh and where you're living it'll change your life yeah where you're living it's very short drive yeah but um, all right. Well, tell us, uh, tell everybody where they can find you online. Where, where where's all your stuff here? Well, you can find me. Just Google the Angry Texan. I have a Facebook page. Uh, my website's still being worked on, unfortunately. <laughs> Mine was, too. Yeah, join join the club on that one. Oh yes, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not messing with that GoDaddy stuff anymore. Yeah. I gotta get something else. Um, I have Instagram. Uh, my YouTube videos. You can look up Gregory Parrot. Or just type in the Angry Texan, and it'll take you to either or, or some of my videos. I put up some of my funny stuff on. Uh, uh, I do skits with Devin Seabold, so we we do a lot of. So <clears throat> I always tell people the guy that I tour with, Devin Seabold. If you if you look at a lot of his stuff, a lot of my videos will be linked with his, and vice versa. Okay. Because uh, we do a lot of comedy skits together online. Nice. It's fun. Well, listen, man. I'm I'm really appreciative of you taking the time to do this and introducing me to the bro. shop. Oh my god! Like I, it's good to see you again, dude. I know, man. We'll we'll have to do this again sometime. We'll have to get ourselves into a into a studio and like re- and really get some time. I'd love to come and check out one of your acts and then do a do either a show before or after or something like that next time I'm through here. Absolutely. I'd, I'd love to do it. How long are you in Florida for, by the way? <laughs> oh man, if you saw my tour schedule, I drove in from Myrtle Beach last night and I am staying. I have one more interview tomorrow with uh, Natalie Oldenkamp. She actually used to 
you might have met her too. And then I'm staying with uh, my friend Tony, who you met, who right, I used yeah, to play yeah. play yeah, the I band with. Tony now, yeah, yeah, he's he, he's a great dude, man. He, they, they've been so hospitable. But uh, but I I leave in two days, so tomorrow's the interview, and then I I drive to Nashville, Tennessee, on Sunday oh, in cool. two days. That's yeah, a Nashville's pretty long really, haul. Yeah, I go, that's another one of my places I like to go. I, yeah, my best actually, friend lives up uh, up in Lebanon, right next to Nashville. Okay, and I'm actually doing an interview with uh, with Sean uh, Newsom, and he's used to do stand up comedy down in Texas. Oh, I, wow. I don't know to what degree. That's actually one of the things I want to talk to him about too. But um, that'd be wild if you guys somehow knew each other. Well, or, or if possibly. not, hook it up. I always use another contact on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, man. We'll go ahead and close it out there, but thank you very much for doing the show. And uh, That I, was my honors. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. The Angry Texan, ladies and gentlemen, Gregory Parrott. Thank you for having me. That's it for episode number 11, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again to my friend Greg Parrott, and thanks to the crew at Richard's Fine Coffee in Winter Haven, Florida. And thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, please tune in next time where I stay in Florida to interview a woman who played a huge part in keeping me from running off the rails when I was younger, which was no easy task, Miss Natalie Oldenkamp. Uh, she was and still remains to this day an active member of her community uh, and continues to be an example of how to make it a better one. So that's it. Until then, thanks to all of you for listening, and I'll see you soon. Yeah.